Good morning, Lake Point Church. Would you guys stand with us? We're going to spend some time this morning singing. And maybe you're not comfortable with singing, but just try it anyway. It might be fun. We'd like to thank you for joining us on this Memorial Weekend. The weather's getting nice.
welcome to Lake Point Church. <laughs> Whether you guys are here in the building with us or tuning in online, we are so happy that you chose to start your Sunday morning off in a time of worship. We're so glad that you guys are here. When you walked in, you should have received a program. Inside that program is a connection card. At some point during the service, if you can just take a moment, fill that out. We know that every person has come into this, uh, this building battling some type of battle, and we just want you to know that we are here for you and we're here to pray for you. So just, you can write that on the back so we can be in prayer for you guys this week. It also lets you know what's going on at the church within the, the next upcoming weeks, and we have a lot of exciting things happening. So we're glad that you guys are here. Let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get back to a time of worship. God, we just thank you so much for this day. Lord, we thank you just for waking us up and just the very breath that you're giving us right now, Lord. I pray that you just use Pastor Scott, Lord. May his words just be yours. May our ears just be open to what you want to teach us today. We love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to keep on singing.
Stop working. 
soldiers watched in vain was borrowed for three days. His body there would not remain. Our God has Overcome the grave. We honor you today. We praise your name. Amen. Would you guys have a seat?
Yeah, we are grateful. Yes, we are grateful for. We are grateful for um, this weekend, which is Memorial Day weekend, uh, as an opportunity for us to reflect on those who gave. You know, all gave some, but some gave all. And um, we recognize that. We're thankful for our freedom here in our country that we have. It, you know, it's reflected in the men and ladies who paid the price. And um, I, I'd like for just a minute here, just recognize those in this room here, if you served, uh, maybe you are serving or you have served. You serve in the, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guards. If, if that's you, could, we, could you stand so we can honor you for just a minute? Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. We are glad that we are, uh, that you're sacrificing for willing to, to, to go and paid the price and, and served, and um, thank you. Um, welcome to Late Point, and uh, we got some, uh, we're just glad that you're here. If you're first time with us, thank you for being here. As you came in, you should receive a program, and inside that program is a little connection card. Just ask you to take a minute to fill that out, and as you leave today, there's an offering basket throughout the building. Uh, if you're a regular attender, at least put your name on it, maybe a prayer request or something on the back, and, um, and let us know about um, how we can pray for you, or things to sign up for on the back. There's baptism coming up in a couple of weeks. There's a, um, a BBS, a vacation Bible school that's happening in a few weeks, and a couple other things that's happening. So I want to make sure you get in on what's going on here at Lake Point. And um, it's also good, very good, to have my good friend, Pastor Larry Allen. And uh, he's right here in the middle, and uh, raise his hand, and his lovely wife, Mary. And uh, it's good to see you guys. And, um, and I've known them since I started this church. They've been one of the very, very first um, supporters of our church. And he was pastor here locally, retired, and um, gone through some hardship in the last four or five months. But we are just thankful that you're here. You've been on our prayers, been praying for you, and, and it's actually good to see you here. And it surprised me with the visit. Got a lot of pressure on me right now because Pastor Larry is in the room. And, uh, but we are so thankful that you're here, buddy, and uh, we are honored. And, um, and so we are just uh, thrilled to see what God is doing in this place. And we're kicking off, last week we kicked off a series called Leading Like Jesus. Leading Like Jesus. We'll talk about what that means. And uh, we gave a definition last week, a very basic leadership definition. And uh, that definition is, if you're taking note, that leadership is influence. Influence. And we said last week that everybody in this room is an influencer. And if you're influencing somebody, you're a leader. Whether you know it or not, whether you think you are or not, you're a leader. And if you're influencing maybe a, a family, maybe a, a, a softball, you know, your kid's softball team or your kid's uh, baseball team, you're a leader. If you're a boss at a company of just 10 employees, you're a leader. Maybe a lot more. Whatever you might be, if you're influencing someone, you're a leader. We also said last week that if you want to lead like Jesus, 
we must first serve like Jesus. Jesus was the ultimate servant who showed us how to lead through his servant leadership. We made a statement last week that when you bend down to serve, God can lift you up to lead. And so that was last week. Very important. We'll kind of build on those ideas throughout the next few weeks. Now, as we talk about leadership, there are different levels of leadership. But the higher you grow as a leader, the more you grow your influence or grow your impact, the more of a price that you'll pay. And that's what we're going to talk about today, the price of leadership, which is very fitting for this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, the price of leadership. To lead like Jesus, we must understand it's always a cost to doing something great for God. Now, I read this uh, passage of Scripture last week. I'm going to read it again, not all of it, not all the verses we read last week. But look at Philippians chapter 2. Uh, verse number five, it says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. He's the role model. He's leading the way. He's the ultimate influencer. He's the most influential person in the world of all time, right? And we should follow after him. He said, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he made himself nothing. In other words, he emptied himself. He emptied himself. He taken the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Here's what Jesus did not say. Jesus didn't say, hey, I'm the son of God. I am entitled. Give me worship. He never come across that way. He literally went to the cross and he paid the price for your sins and for mine. He gave it all. And if you want to do something great for God, if you want to grow your spiritual influence, that's what leadership is. If you want to grow your spiritual influence, it's going to cost you something. In fact, if you're taking note, the price to pay is always a sacrifice. Sacrifice to be made. We see this throughout the scripture. You know, God told Noah to go build a big, big boat, an ark. And there was no DIY video for him to watch on YouTube on how to build a boat. There was no building an ark for dummies, you know, book. You know, I mean, he had to kind of go with what God told him. And, and of course, God's plan is always the best plan. And he went with that. He built a boat in the middle of nowhere. And, and then, you know, he paid a price. I mean, here he is, 500 years old. He could have said, God, you know, I'm 500 years old. I'm, I'm retired, you know. <laughs> kind of done. Get somebody else. But he paid the price, and he did it anyway. 
It became the laughing stock of the village, the laughing stock of the, of the, of the area, because everybody was saying, man, you're crazy. You're crazy, Noah. And Noah paid the price. I think about Nehemiah. Nehemiah, the guy that went back to Jerusalem after Jerusalem had been torn down by the Babylonians and they've been trying to fix it up and it's just some bad shape. I need the guy that went to, back to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls. To rebuild the walls. He didn't go into Jerusalem and said, Jerusalem on that day and said, man, I've got a great idea for somebody to do. We come in that way. And he said, you know what? I've got a great idea and we're going to get it done in 52 days. And he comes walking in with a shovel in his hand, ready to work. And he was willing to pay the price. Willing to pay the price. He sacrificed. The Apostle Paul, he paid the price. He sacrificed. You said, man, he's a great Christian, greatest Christian ever. He wrote most of the New Testament. But every time he entered into a town, almost every time, he paid the price. Someone beat the crud out of him because of his faith in Jesus. He ultimately lost his head to the Roman, Roman emperor, Nero. He sacrificed, paid the price. The early church, you know, they first get started. You don't see them sitting around and say, man, we just don't have a lot of money. We don't have a lot of resources. You know, we, we, we just don't have what we need. And plus the government and the religious leaders are always trying to shut us down. No, they had three things. The early church had the word of God. They had the, the spirit of God. And they were absolutely convinced that Jesus Christ rose again. And they were going to do whatever it takes to get the gospel out to the world. They were willing to sacrifice. They were willing to pay the price. Understand this. The more that you grow your spiritual leadership, your spiritual influence, the more it will cost you something. The price to pay is always a sacrifice. Now, what is sacrifice? The word sacrifice, a lot of times we think of you know, a lot of different things, but here's, an, here's one of my favorite definitions for sacrifice, and I like this if you're taking note. To give up something you love for something you love a whole lot more. That's a sacrifice. Just give up your, the things that you love, your, your comfort, your preference for something that you love a, a whole lot more. Sacrifice. Jesus, he tells the disciples to drop their net to follow him. And they gave up something that they loved, but they loved fishing, for something that they loved a whole lot more, and that was fishing for the souls of men. Sacrifice. There's a price to pay. Sacrifice. Something you love for something you love a whole lot more. There's a price to pay in your marriage. There's a price to pay in your marriage. When you said, I do, you gave up certain individual rights. 
You know, I, when I was a singles pastor in, uh, in Pensacola, Florida, I had, um, you know, a, a large singles group. And I got these random guys come up to me and say, hey, Pastor Scott, I am here, you know, and I'm looking for my, I'm looking for my future wife. I said, all right, all right I get you, you know. <laughs> and and I, I always say this, I say, Scott, do you have any recommendation? you have any, you know, we're looking for a low-maintenance woman. I look at him and I say, there's no such thing as a low-maintenance woman. <laughs> I said, in fact, there's no such thing as a low-maintenance man. Right? Marriage is high-maintenance. If you're married, can you say amen? Yes. Amen. <laughs> it, it's hard work. It's high-maintenance. It's work. There's a price to pay when you get married. There's a price to pay, you know, at your job. You know, you got to get up at a certain time. You know, you can't just show up when you want to show up. You know, you're held accountable. You know, if you want a paycheck, you know, there's a price to pay for that. You have to work for that. There's a price to pay at late point. You know, it can't be done by myself. You know, it requires all of us together so that we can reach the community that we're in, that God has placed us, to reach people for Jesus. There's a price to pay here at Lake Point. I remember in the early days, before we built this building, well, we didn't build it, but before we move into this building, all right, we move in this space. You know, we were setting up, tearing down every week in a, in a gym. We had, we had people that would show up at the ungodly hour of six o'clock in the morning to help get things set up, to get things going. It didn't matter if it was raining, it didn't matter if it was snowing. It didn't matter if it was a holiday weekend. We have people that showed up and, and were willing to pay the price to set up and tear down so that we could have church. We did that for nine and a half years. There was a price to pay. The price to pay. There's a price to pay in your spiritual walk with God. There's a price to pay and you've you got to make a sacrifice. You know, the spiritual walk with God won't happen accidentally. You have to be intentional. You have to, you have to be on purpose, make decisions, sacrifice, give up things you have to give up, you know, some things that you might love. You might love Netflix. You may have to sacrifice an hour of Netflix for something you love a whole lot more. You may have to give up something you love, Facebook. I'm not talking about giving all of it up, but you give up some of it because some of it was so glued in, was so busy with other stuff that we love that we don't do the things that we need to do. Sacrifice. There's a price to pay in your spiritual walk with God. And the price to pay is always a sacrifice. If you're taking note, to lead like Jesus as leaders, and spiritual influencers, you must give up in order to go up. In other words, the more you grow in your spiritual influence, the more you give up. Gerald Brooks, he's a pastor, he said this, when you become a leader, you lose the right to think about yourself. 
When you grow as your leader, and the higher you grow, the more that you have to start thinking about others. You know, as a, as a leader of my family, I have to start thinking more about my family more than about myself. Now, when you have no responsibilities, you can do pretty much anything you want. Remember the teenage years? You know, you can sleep in. You know, Saturdays, you know, summer, you know, summer vacation, right? You know, from June, which is coming up, right? End of school coming up. I remember those days. Man, I got up when I wanted to get up. I stayed up as late as I want. You know, I had no responsibility, but then I had to get a job. You know, and all of a sudden, I gave up some things. The more you grow, the more you find yourself giving things up. And it's different for everybody here. You might have to give up your favorite hobby. You might have to give up some aspects of your personal life. You know, as we said in the beginning, you know, many men and, men and women of our storied history, they gave up their own personal lives, sacrifice. You know, again, I, you know, when I was a single pastor in Florida, um, I got married. You know, I met my wife, and, you know, before I married her, I, um, every night, ministry night for me. I mean, I was single. I hung out with single people, young adults, you know, 8 o'clock, because that's when they come alive, 8, eight o'clock. They work, they eat, and then 8 o'clock, they're, they're bored. And so, you know, I said, hey, you know, Scott, let's hang out. So we, we do the activities, you know, go, go uh, out to eat, you know, Bible studies. We do all kinds of stuff. Almost every night, I was doing something. And I got married, and uh, I'm still a single pastor, you know, even though I was married, and I got married, and went on a honeymoon, you know, I come back, and, and I, I, I never forget this, and Karen, you know, is walk, seeing me walk out the door at 8 o'clock at night, she says, Scott, where are you going? I said, you know, I'm hanging out with singles, and that's what I do, I'm just a single pastor. They said, no, you're married now. <laughs> You've got added responsibilities. I, I said, I do? <laughs> yeah, I remember you said I do a couple weeks ago to me. Oh, yeah. I had to adjust. I had to make some changes. I, had to, I, learned, I learned that as I grew, that I grew a, another level of leadership as a husband, that there were some things I had to give up. To grow as a leader, to grow your spiritual influence, the four areas where you'll make sacrifices, four, these four things. And they look different for every one of us, but the four things that will cost you. Financial cost. There's a financial cost. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 16. How much better to get wisdom than gold? Wisdom than gold. Then to get insight rather than silver. Talks about growing your leadership and sometimes it costs you something. I'll give you an example of that here at the end of our message. There's an emotional cost, an emotional cost. For example, when I, when I lead a church as a pastor, I tell you, it's one of the most emotionally draining things you ever do. Pastor Larry, you understand what I'm talking about, right? He, he said, that's right. You preach, preacher. <laughs> you know? I mean, you can be in the highest of highs, and in a matter of seconds, you can be in the lowest of lows. 
And I'll take, right, one bad phone call or, uh, or an email or a letter signed by Anonymous. I've learned I never read a letter signed by Anonymous. It doesn't do good for my soul. It doesn't do good for my soul. Sometimes my heart, my motives are called to questions. Sometimes I face negative criticism. By the way, I'm all for constructive criticism, and I get those from time to time, and I value them. But sometimes the heart of it, negative, man, it can be challenging. Sometimes I want to please everybody, make everybody happy. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed and unworthy of my calling. It's an emotional challenge to leadership. It might look different in different ways, but some of these things I'm talking about, yes. You might experience that from an emotional standpoint. You got to have the difficult conversation that you don't want to have, but you need to take, but you need to do it. It's emotional. There's a physical cost. Number three, there's a physical cost to take blood, sweat, and tears in order to be developed to your fullest leadership potential. Laziness and leadership does not go hand in hand. It takes work. It takes work. Sometimes there's this idea that the higher you go in leadership, you know, it sounds more fun. Like when you become a CEO of a company, it sounds like more fun. No, that's a myth. It's not true. You face all these costs. Number four, there's a spiritual cost. The more influential you become as a leader, the more you grow your spiritual influence, the greater the intensity of the spiritual attack on your life. You mark my word, Satan will come after you with all that he's got. If you start doing something for God, you start to make an impact for God, you start growing your spiritual influence. The devil will come after you. And you have to be willing to fight the fight and to pay the price if you want to be a godly leader. By the way, Jesus experienced all four of these costs. Think about it. Financially, <laughs> he sacrificed heaven to earth. It's just like, you know, you know, going from heaven to bankruptcy, earth. He had it all and he gave that up. Emotionally, he paid the price. You see over and over and over again that Jesus will weep. Jesus wept over Lazarus. Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem because he knew that in 40 years later that it would be ransacked by Roman emperor, Roman empire, and the emperor Titus, and that families would be completely destroyed. Jesus wept emotionally. Everybody wanted a piece of him, but nobody wanted to heal him. You know, hey, they wanted his miracles. There was a physical cost, a physical cost of Jesus. I think about how exhausted he was after three years of ministries, the constant demand from people, the constant escapes from people that wanted to kill him. There was a spiritual cost for Jesus. He experienced great spiritual warfare from the day that he had now his ministry. Remember, he went to the wilderness and the devil tempted him three times. It goes all the way through his life, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, the day before he was to be crucified. The devil was working overtime, working hard to, to, to attack Jesus. Yet Jesus 
fully surrendered to the Father and went to the cross. As you grow as a leader, you will experience a financial, emotional, physical, and a spiritual price. How much are you willing to pay? That's the question. How much are you willing to pay? And some of you are like, man, Scott, you know, there's a price to leadership, and it's going to cost me all that. Wow. If you're taking note, where you are now and where God wants you to be depends on the price that you are willing to pay. Where you are now and where God wants you to be depends on the price you are willing to pay. And the price to pay is always worth the rewards. At the bottom line today, the price to pay, whatever that is, I'm telling you, my friend, it's worth the rewards. If you ask me why I'm packing the church after I'm paying all those costs, I'm telling you, because it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it all day long. It's worth it. The price to pay is always worth the reward. Where you are now and where God wants you to be depends on the price that you're willing to pay. Bible says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 39, whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake, we'll find it because what the reward, the price to pay, what the reward. If you're taking note, to gain, you gotta lose. To gain, to win, to gain the reward that God has given it to you that He, that he wants you to have, you must first lose, sacrifice. What you think your reward should be does not always align with the reward that God has in mind for you, but God's way is always better than you always. And we trust him and say, God, I, you know, I'm going to trust you for what you want to do in my life. Philippians chapter 3, the apostle Paul said, what is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. Lost it all. I paid the price. But man, it's worth it. He says, I consider them rubbish so that I may gain Christ. And so many people, they miss out on the payoff because they want to give up. They see where they're at and they see where God wants to take them, but they're not willing. Well, you may not be willing to pay the price because you don't see the rewards, the payoff, which is greater than the sacrifice. I'm going to close with this story. In 1990, there was a lady named Karen Bennett. And Karen Bennett and five of her friends, they were in their 20s. They just graduated from college 
They got their jobs. They were looking forward to, you know, making some money and, uh, you know, living the life, get the fancy car, get the fancy purse. They were single. They were all, all these girls that were single. They were just kind of like, hey, we got the whole world ahead of us. And they got introduced to inner city ministry in the middle of downtown Atlanta in one of the worst drug-infected areas of Atlanta. And God began to break Karen's heart and her friend's heart for the kids and teenagers in the middle of Atlanta. And after six months of doing ministry in 1990, they decided, you know what? We feel like God is calling us to start a children's church ministry in Atlanta. And so they began to pray about it. They feel like this is what God was calling them to do. They start going around looking for a place to rent, look at warehouses and abandoned buildings. They finally found an old nightclub that hadn't been used in a while. And, and they reached out to the landlord, and the landlord said they could have that space for $2,000 a month. According to Karen Bennett, he said, she said that, you know, the landlord could have said $2 million a month. It didn't matter because they didn't have $2,000 a month. But they felt very strongly that this was where God was calling them. And so they, they you know, the sick girls, they got together and said, all right, let's, let's, let's look for our money. Let's, let's try to pull it together. And so they went to the bank account and pulled out money that they had. And they had much. And at the end of the day, they pulled together $52. And I'm like, what are we going to do here? I said, well, let's maybe let's go around to the, some of the churches in our area. Let's see if they would, you know, be a part of this ministry. Maybe they'll get behind it. Let's start going around to different churches and talk to a lot of sympathetic pastors. A lot of people just say, man, that's great. I'm glad you're doing that. But yeah, we're not going to support you. It just doesn't seem feasible. I mean, who could eventually pay the bills? You know, kids don't work. You know, how, you gonna, you know, how, how long is it going to last? And, and it was a dead end after dead end after dead end. And, and where most people would be like, well, maybe God's just closing the door. Karen Bennett said, you know what? God, I'm going to keep pushing through. I'm not going to give up. I found they had a come to Jesus meeting. Her and the, and the five, late, her, five of her friends, they got together and they said, listen, what are we going to do? They said, we either, we either go all in or we back out. They prayed and decided we're going to go all in. They went back to the landlords of their apartments in the suburb of Atlanta, turning their notice. They were going to move into that old dilapidated nightclub and live there in the place that they would serve and do ministry. And they move in there. And the night that they move in, it was 30, 35 degrees in Atlanta that night. Outside, it was 30, 35 degrees inside that nightclub. They forgot to ask if there was heat and air, and there was none. There were also no bathrooms and showers in that place. They had to go to the local howdies to use the restrooms. The floors were made out of some, it was just cement, ice cold, that slept on the floors. Be woken up in the middle of the night by 17 inches rat. They call them 
go for that. Can they go for you? They chase you. <laughs> the parents, all these young ladies' parents have thought they have lost their everlasting mind. Everybody's like, you're crazy. But they were committed. They worked their normal jobs. And every week, they would pull out $20 out of their paycheck put it in their pocket for their living expense. They put the rest of it into that ministry. And they work it every weekend. They knock on 4,000 doors every weekend, inviting kids and teenagers to their little church. Saturday night church is what they started doing. By 1994, they were averaging 3,000 kids and teenagers every Saturday night. They didn't stop there. They started a Christian school for the inner city ministry. They made a tuition, $25 a month. They got sponsors from all over the city, all over the state to cover the cost. They grew their staff from those sick girls to 16 people as they continued to reach ministries. That ministry is still happening today in the middle of Atlanta, reaching kids. There was a price to pay. The financial cost, right? Emotional cost, physical cost, with a spiritual cost. Uh, their building, their church building, been broken into over 70 times. Um, Karen, been mugged several times. Three of their staff were beaten up by teenagers who attended one of their services. Most of the windows on their bus, buses, they had several buses, been shot out. Ten of the children who attended the very first church service, they've been murdered. The first funeral that Karen performed was for one of her own staff members. But you know what Karen's response to all of this? And I hope this would challenge all of us here today. You see the quote on my screen behind me. It said, if you decide that what God is asking you to do with your life is just too much on you, it's just a little too inconvenient, then you will never see the miracles he has for you. She saw the rewards. She said, you know what? The price to pay is worth the rewards. Some of you want to give up. Some of you want to, man, I'm willing to sacrifice. And you get halfway through where God wants to take you, and you want to throw in the towel. Can I challenge you with Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31? But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God wants to use you to your full potential when you're willing to pay the price. The price to pay is always worth the rewards. And I can't think about our Savior Jesus who died on the cross, who bled and died and suffered. The Bible said that you couldn't recognize the man. You hung on that cross naked Mock at, 
He paid that price so that we could be blessed with his eternal life that only he can provide. See, the price he paid is worth the rewards. He saw that. And perhaps there's someone here today, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You know, he died on that cross for you, my friend. He died on the cross so that you can know him. He did that for you and he rose again three days later so that you could have victory over death, grave, sin. You could have everlasting life. I pray that today you will step into the rewards of God's eternal life. He wants you to have it. He died so that you can live. Our God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the price to pay. It's absolutely worth the rewards, the payoff. What you did on the cross for us, you died for our sins. God, maybe there's someone here today that does not have a relationship with you. But today, they recognize that you died for him. You died for her. So that they could have eternal life. And he says, God, you're talking to me today. I don't have a relationship. And if that's you, listen. Listen to me. Thy clothes, head bow, just me and you. God loves you. Loves you so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you. He made a sacrifice so that you can have eternal life. It doesn't matter how much sin you have done in your life, no matter how far you've gone from God, it doesn't matter. God's love, God's grace is much bigger than your deepest sins. He knows all about it. In fact, it might be a secret to everybody else, but God knows. But God loves you and still loves you in spite of your sins. The Bible says all we have to do is call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. You do that right there where you're at in your seat. Ask Jesus to come into your life to forgive you of your sins, your past sins, your sins that you'll commit today, your sins that you'll commit in the future. He will forgive you of all your sins. Come into your life. When you become your Lord, your Savior, all you have to do is invite him in. Pray a prayer just like this. You can pray in the quietness of your heart. You're not praying it to me. You're not praying it to nobody else. Pray right where you're at. You say, Dear God, I'm a sinner. I'm asking you to come to my life to forgive me of my sins and make me a new person. I want to have a new life that's only found in you. I'm tired of trying everything else. Nothing else works. I'm going to give it up and trust you and you alone to come into my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for eternal life. No head bow and eye closed. He says, God, I pray that prayer. I ask Jesus to come into my life on this Memorial Day weekend. He says, I ask Jesus to come to my life. Would that you, would you just raise your hand? I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. He says, I pray that prayer and I ask Jesus to come to my life. Is there anybody in this room like that? Anyone in here that pray that prayer? 
God, we ask you to help us today. Help us to continue to grow our spiritual influence, which is leadership, so that we can make an impact for you in this world. Help us to be willing to give up in order to go up. Help us to make the sacrifices that we need to take because it's the price that we pay to impact the world is worth the rewards. In Jesus' name, amen. I love that he shared that quote about sacrifice because that word sacrifice can very easily be that inward focus, what we're giving up, what's it gonna cost of me? And so I know the first time I heard that quote, to give up something you love for something you love a whole lot more, that completely changed my perspective of that word. And I heard somebody behind me say, whoa, when they heard Scott say that. And so I just encourage you just to, to think, meditate on that this week. You know, when the Holy Spirit wants to bring in the questions of what do I love? You know, sometimes we need to really focus on that. What is it that we love most? And then let the Holy Spirit lead you in that. And so, um, yeah, when you came in today, you should have gotten a program and a connection card. And so on the connection card, there's a couple of next steps. Um, one that I wanna point out is that we are gonna have a baptism service on Sunday, June 13th. So if baptism is your next step, we would love to get you signed up for that. Maybe you have some questions or maybe you have your child who's made a decision and they have questions about baptism, our prayer team will be up here in a few minutes and you're always welcome to come and talk to them or talk to Pastor Scott or one of our staff. But we would love to help you take your next step in baptism. And then also we are having vacation Bible school this summer in just a few weeks. So in June, on June 21st through the 23rd, we are um, gonna have vacation Bible school. So if you have not signed your child up, you can do that on your connection card. And then we also could always use volunteers. So whether you enjoy working with kids or maybe you'd rather work with the food or registration, we have a place for you. So if you're available on those nights, we'd love to get you involved and get you plugged in so you can sign up on your connection card today. I'm gonna go ahead and ask our prayer team to come forward and everybody else can go ahead and stand. We are just gonna pray really quick and then you will be dismissed. Father God, I just thank you so much for this reminder of where we should put our focus and where we should put our time, Lord. God, just continue to reveal to us what are those things that we need to give up so that we can step into that calling that you have on our life, God. God, there's no doubt that we just wanna make a difference for you, but Lord, we know that we have to lay down things to be able to do that. So God, just work on our hearts, reveal to us and help us to examine those things that we need to give over. And then Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us with that. God, we just pray for everyone in here, Lord. We just pray that you'll bless them as they go about their week. In your name I pray, amen. Have a great week. Oh, I'm sorry. First time guest, if you're a first time guest here today, Scott will be out by the blue wall. He'd love to meet you and he has a gift that he'd like to give to you today.